Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, March 11th. We're going to hit Putin harder because the United States and our closest allies and partners are acting in unison. That was President Joe Biden at the White House this morning announcing his administration's latest step to isolate Russia's economy even more than it already has as punishment for this unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. One thing you've probably noticed throughout all of President Biden's actions, responses, statements to what Vladimir Putin is doing with his invasion of Ukraine is that he has put front and center as the sort of key metric is unity among U.S. allies, NATO allies, Western countries. That kind of unity, Biden clearly believes, is the strongest force that the West has against Putin, given the fact that nobody wants to engage in what could escalate into World War III. Well, today was yet again a unified move that Biden unveiled at the White House. He announced that alongside with G7 and European Union nations, that the United States is now seeking to revoke Russia's most favored nation status. That's a status dealing with international trade. So this step would suspend normal trade relations with Moscow, like lower tariffs and fewer barriers to trade and high imports. Now, again, the question you look at when you look at the United States unilaterally is, well, how much trade is there really going on? What is this truly going to impact? But it's not just the United States unilaterally. That's what's key to remember here. It is this sort of show of force across allies, which does have a cumulative effect. In addition to the most favored nation status that Biden wants to alter here and and remove from the trade relationship with Russia, the president said that he will have the United States ban imports of alcohol, seafood, and diamonds from Russia. So think vodka and caviar and crab. The White House claims that this could deny Russia more than a billion dollars in export revenues. And in fact, the Department of Commerce says that the United States imported about $1.2 billion worth of seafood from Russia in 2021, most of that being crab, some $900 million of it. But what is clear here, and add in the executive order that the president is signing to end luxury item exports like tobacco, spirits, clothing, jewelry, all of that no longer going to be sent to Russia. And what you see is there is a targeting here of the Russian oligarchs in a way to apply some pressure point to Putin. In addition, the president said that G7 nations are going to try to stop Russia from being able to borrow money from multinational financial institutions like the World Bank or the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. Now, what we don't see yet is any evidence that Putin is changing his plans of trying to destroy huge swaths of Ukraine, regain control, fulfill his vision of sort of the old Soviet empire in some way. But we do see some evidence that the day-to-day life for a Russian, they are feeling the impact in what's going on in their economy. And President Biden certainly took note of that this morning. The ruble has lost more than half its value. Moscow stock exchange has been closed for two weeks. 
because they know the moment it opens, it will probably collapse. The list of businesses, international corporations leaving Russia is growing by the day. Now, he can't do the most favored nation status deal on his own. He needs Congress to actually pass legislation. And President Biden was up in Philadelphia today addressing the House Democratic Caucus at their issues conference. And he acknowledged that perhaps he's not taking as much or as quick action as House Democrats would like to see on things. And here's how he explained why. I know I've occasionally frustrated you, but more important than us moving when we want to is making sure all of NATO is together, is together. They have different vulnerabilities than we do. As for the Ukrainians, you know, none of what Biden is doing is enough. Zelensky and his aides have acknowledged appreciation for what Biden has sort of rallied the allies together to do, but is continuing to plead for more. And this is now happening as areas near Kyiv, the country's capital, are really starting to experience some of this fierce fighting. Satellite images from the company Maxar on Thursday show the Russian convoy that sat there for nearly two weeks outside the city has now dispersed and Kyiv is bracing for an attack. Russia has started targeting western Ukraine as well, including Lutsk, just about 70 miles from the Polish border. So this is intensifying, and Zelensky continues to call on the West and the United States for a no-fly zone, and the resistance to that on the part of President Biden and other allies remains pretty steadfast. We will not fight a war against Russia in Ukraine. Direct confrontation between NATO and Russia is World War III, something we must strive to prevent. Though you can imagine, as this war drags on, as more horrific images come to your screens, the pressure is going to mount to not just be a wall of opposition and perhaps find some way to help support, if not in a full no-fly zone that needs to be enforced, but some way to give the Ukrainians some support that can actually alter the reality of what's happening on the ground in Ukraine. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to hear the latest on Ukraine, subscribe to these CNN podcasts, Tug of War and CNN Five Things. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Mohammed Darwish is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Anna Sterla. We'll be back Monday.